0: Welcome, everyone, to the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. I'm so pleased that you're here today because I have a phenomenal guest. You're going to love learning all that she knows about sales. So let's talk about this. Would you like your business to grow exponentially using effective sales strategies? Well, we're going to be talking about that today with my very special guest, Connie Whitman. So thank you all for joining us because I know your time is valuable and I know that it's important that when you take the time to listen to an expert that you get what I call those pack your bag moments that you can take home with you. Well, Connie's going to be delivering that to you in just a moment. But before we get started, what I'm going to do is go ahead and play the preview trailer because I know some of you haven't seen it. But in addition, while you see the trailer going, Would you do me a favor and help spread the word? All you need to do is let other people know who might benefit by this powerful interview with Connie, and then we'll get the interview started in just a moment. Okay, let's go do it. So I hope you took a moment to help spread the word because this is going to be really powerful information from Connie. So if you want to go and check out where we broadcast and how to use broadcasting yourself, you can go check out the assessment. It is a live stream assessment and you can go to hangout-marketing.com and all you have to do is text pound success if you'd like to to 775-800-4199 and you might even qualify for a complimentary shine strategy session with me. where We're going to talk about how you can use live stream broadcasting to brand grow and market your own business. So if you want to take advantage of that, it will only take a couple of minutes to do so. Now let's get to the meat of the show and introduce you to my very special guest, Connie Whitman. Again, we're talking about business growth using effective sales strategies. And we have three, what I call hot topics for you to take lots of notes on and let us know when you hear something that we call a gem. What's a gem? It's like a pack your bag moment. You please share with us in the comments. What are your favorite gems from our discussion with Connie today? We're going to be talking about leveraging your communication superpowers. That's the first hot topic. Then, why exceeding client expectations can pay you really big dividends. And finally, Connie's going to share with us how 90% of businesses leave big money on the table and how you can avoid that mistake. Now, Connie is, of course, the founder of Connie Whitman, and she is the creator of the 7-Step Sales process. Did I get that right, Connie? Come on in and say hi.
1: Hi, uh, Virginia. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, you got that right. Seven steps to sales success.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here today. You and I connected as soon as we met and I just thought, oh, my people are going to love what you have to share with us today. Awesome. Before we get into these ideas around the sales process and how to really grow your business, I know people like to hear, What are some of the things that you've struggled with in your own business? Because we all have to go through that, don't we, in order to grow and become more proficient at our profession. So do you have any pack your bag moments of your own that are like, you know, defining in your life that were like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing today to share with everyone?
1: Yeah, it's funny. Um, 20 years ago when I started my business, you know, I had two babies at home, a one and a four-year-old. And The industry, I was in the banking industry. My background is 38 years in financial sales, 20 in business for myself. And 20 years ago, the industry was going through what I call merger mania. And there was no security on income, on position. It was crazy. So I remember coming home and the the organization who bought the bank I was working for, I didn't want to work for them. They were anti-customer service. Mm -hmm. So I come home, said to my husband, I I can't do this anymore. I want to get fired. And he said, okay, what do you want to do? And then I said, I want to start my own business. We're married 28 and a half years, Virginia. So he gets me. And and, um, that was 20 years ago and I never looked back. So for me, I think an aha moment was that feeling of lack of control and also that um, inability to project my own income. I felt like I was being held back. And that's why I think I started my own business 20 years ago.
0: I love that. And what's really important, I think we're going to add on here is that here you are, Running your own business, you've got the control. And look at you—you're at a wonderful beach house someplace. Is that right?
1: <laughs> yes, we have a sh- we have. I live in Jersey, and we have a shore house on the Jersey Shore. So yes, I'm in my beach house. It's not my regular office, but we can do this even while on vacation. So I love it.
0: Absolutely, and that's <laughs> that's the whole beauty of being an independent entrepreneur. And yet. We all know that there's a big struggle, and probably it's even amplified while we're going through the the coronavirus situation, as far as being a really a strong, powerful business. So, I think what you have to share today around sales and around you know mistakes people tend to make that th- I know you're going to give them some moments where they can say, "Oh, I'm not doing that. I now know I need to do that." So, we're going to get started with that. And you said one of the things is about leveraging your communication superpowers. First of all, How do I get some of those communication superpowers, number one? And number two, how do I leverage them?
1: (laughs) I love it. So, um, and I think I sent you the free link, Virginia. And if I didn't, we can, I could certainly send that to you. But I created with a partner, I have a second business, and we have been communication experts for 38 years, and I think she's about 35 years. And we realized that there's not a communication model out in the marketplace that. You can't cheat on because what we love to do when we take like a Myers-Briggs or a disc and there's animal and colors, there's all this different types of uh, models out there. But when you answer, we like to answer the way we want to be seen, but not as we actually are. And that's dangerous because if you're not honest with how you communicate and show up when you're communicating with others, in this case, let's say our clients, it, it, it becomes many blind spots for us. And then you're never going to communicate effectively. So we created our own free, it's free on our on my website and people can go and check it out and I'll just give you some of the uh, titles because they feel good too. So you might be a heartfelt advocate, lead with your heart. You might be an innovative organizer where that's that CEO mentality. You might be a stimulating motivator. I am a very high stimulating motivator where you want everyone to succeed. You might be a precise assessor. That's someone who can really get into the weeds and innovate. Or you could be an observing designer who is someone that likes to go down the rabbit hole and sometimes not come out. With all It's really. And and people are like, that's me. That's (laughs) me as I describe it. But the cool thing is, is with all of those, no matter what style you are, they feel good because they're positive, they're positive names and you get a vibe of who you are, but it tells you what your superpowers are, what your superpowers are. The flip side though, Virginia is that with that is we have these strengths, but we all have these blind spots. So I'll give you an example of myself. I'm a stimulating motivator, and my second highest is an innovative organizer. So um, we can do this, and then let's get to work now, right? That CEO mentality. The problem, though, is I don't get into the weeds ever. I'm 50,000 feet up in the air all the time looking at the big picture. So when you're creating a program, writing a book, all these other things where you need detail, it passes me by, I don't see the errors. I don't see where I'm wasting potentially time and money. So I surround myself with my team who like to get into the weeds, who have my back, who on the Macy's Day balloon, right? They're pulling me down and saying, wait, wait, wait you're going to waste time and money. So that's one of my big blind spots. And I work on that every day because I want to make sure I don't miss anything. And the second big thing is if I'm speaking with the client who's a precise assessor or someone who's an observing designer, they move slower than I will. They like that detail. Well, my job to to position it for the client is to shift and modify so that I'm communicating the way they need to be communicated with. So it's really a powerful tool to understand how you're wired and what those superpowers are, but also what are your blind spots and, and we can't overlook them.
0: Well, you know, what I think is so great about this is that you took other other forms of evaluating someone's personality, so to speak, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. their their pros and cons, but you've Put it in a way that I think most entrepreneurs could really relate to, and mm-hmm. also help them understand. Oh, okay, so this is where I excel, and in you in your case probably from the thirty thousand foot view, but to get down to the details that you might need an eagle eye for. You're talking about also the importance of collaboration and teamwork to build what's going to be the most effective. Um, Business strategies overall. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Virginia, you know, this is a business owner. We just can't do it alone. And I think that's one uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, you're in business for yourself. And we're always like, let me save money and then I'll do it myself. And that's dangerous because it, I know I'm not good at editing. I know I'm not good at getting in the weeds. So for, let, let's say you were someone like a precise assessor, what you could do in an hour is going to take me nine hours. That's a waste. That nine hours, I'm really good at developing business and sales. So why would I be stuck doing the technology and the behind the scenes when I should be out and speaking and meeting people? Um, so we waste time and money by trying to save money. You're actually not. It's, it's, it's counterintuitive intuitive, but you're not. So we have to be careful of that. We think yeah. we could do it all.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, this is, I think, probably one of the biggest hiccups for most small solopreneurs, entrepreneurs in general. When you're talking about an organization that does have a number of employees and some structure to it, then that's a whole different category. But what you're talking about, I think for the kind of people that I'm relating to, and you guys in the audience, let me know if you're resonating with this. Do you spend too much time doing things that are not effective and efficient? And as a result, put aside what you're really good at. Do you even know what you're really good at? So. Um, talk to me a little bit about how you developed this assessment, Connie, and why you felt there was a need for something other than what was in the marketplace.
1: So, my partner, she's uh, from academia. So, she's a dean of a university and she kind of grew up with her, she's a PhD in, in psychology. So, she kind of grew up in academia and I grew up in the corporate world. So, I was DISC certified, DISC. It's a model created well over 100 years by a gentleman named uh, William Marlston, brilliant. And she was Myers Briggs certified so here's here was the first problem not problem but the first issue that we felt when we got together and started collaborating myers-briggs you're an e-i-n-j and after people take the assessment they'll go oh what's an e-i-n-j what do i do you don't remember so how useful is that tool if you can't even remember what your style is and again what are the strengths and what are the the blind spots that come with that I'm DISC certified, which is much easier to navigate because it's D-I-S-C. The problem is people would come in when I do training and I, I do events. I'm an ID. I'm an SC. And they go, but I don't know what that means. So again, here's another tool that you're just never going to use because you don't under even you can't even understand what you are, let alone identify where the potential client is. So that's why we we really stepped back and we created this model. Um, we tested it on thousands of people to make sure that our model was accurate and that we truly Saw all of the strengths that each style has, but as as, along with that, all of those blind spots because we wanted to make sure and we wrote a book on it. We wanted to make sure that the book had um, wonderful how-to's because I'm all about the how-to. I don't like just sharing information. I like saying, hey, here's this. Here's the application. And the application is really where the magic happens. So we created a book with a bunch of how-to action steps for each style so that you can strengthen those superpowers and really minimize those blind spots and, and, and be in control. For me, it's about being in control.
0: Yeah, and a bottom line is now you're leveraging because you're offloading what it is that you're not efficient at and you're focusing in on what you do really well. So Absolutely. sounds like a great assessment. And yes, we do have a link for that. So yes. they'll be able to get that in just a moment. But you got to hang around, you guys, because we have some other really fascinating ideas for you to consider. So the next one is around why exceeding client expectations can pay really big dividends. First of all, how do you go about exceeding their expectations? And what kind of dividends are you talking about?
1: So think about, and I'm going to use an example and I, I want to share a little story. So everybody, well, most people have been to Chick-fil-A. I had not been to Chick-fil-A <laughs> and I have <laughs> have a nephew. I've heard all about it. I'm like, we don't have a Chick-fil-A near us. We were heading down to um, Tennessee to see my nephew who had just had a baby and it was my husband, myself and my, my older son. And we're driving and We were starving. Now I'm saying, let's get to that baby. I want to see the baby, but we had to eat. So my nephew, my son said, Oh, let's go to Chick-fil-A. I said, Oh yeah, I've never been. Let's go. Well, you walk in and everything is efficient and my pleasure not no problem. So I'm on a mission to eliminate the word no problem, because to me, it was like, was I a problem to begin with? So that whole concept of my pleasure. And then we, so my, of course we got back in the car and my husband and my son are like, can you ever turn it off? Cause I said, you see how good their customer service is and they exceed expectation. That's why. And they were, I came back and did research. They're the number one ranked customer service over disney so think about that for a second right so why why is that so exceptional and why is it that customers keep going back and why is it that they have this reputation because when from the minute you walk into a Chick fil A, it becomes an experiential kind of thing. You become part of their family in, in, instantly, as well as the food's pretty good, right? So, what they're selling is good quality, and how they're sharing it is exceptional because they make the customer feel welcome and pleasure to deal with. So, that's important that when we, we talk to our clients, we don't say, oh, no problem. We should be saying, you're welcome my pleasure. I love helping you. Things like that. So the customer can feel, because I do believe that customer service is all about the customer feeling how integrated and how connected and how much they matter to us. That's what keeps them coming back for more and more. It's personal and you have to make your business personal. If they say no to your business and everybody goes, oh, it's rejection. That's, you shouldn't take that as personal. Maybe you weren't a good match customer service it's all about making it personal
0: you know this is so important that you say this and interestingly enough that you were talking about Chick-fil-a service (laughs) this could be a commercial for them Uh, because it was just a day before yesterday that my son-in-law talked about this exact thing and said he couldn't believe they forgot to, uh, the my son-in-law forgot to request something. And it was, they're delivering outside at this point because of COVID. And the guy just, and it was hot. And he said, absolutely, what you're saying, my pleasure. He ran back in. He didn't walk. He sprinted back in to get this item for them, brought it back out. And that's exactly the experience he was talking about. So you make such a good point. So all of you, are you making this a pack your bag moment. Is this one of your gems? Because for me, it is. First of all, saying, you know, that we don't say no problem. I think that's used a lot. And instead, you're right. Subconsciously, that is a very different feeling response than to say, it is absolutely my pleasure to take care of that for you. Really good, good information there, Connie. Thank you for that.
1: (laughs) Can I share one more thing oh, Virginia and on on regard to the customer service I have a client and he worked at one of my other clients and then you know went and and got a higher position at another organization he was there a week Virginia and he called me and he said budget we need a budget um I, I need to know I have to get it to the CEO we have to get it for next year the training and and it was sales sales and service training and I said does the ceo want to meet me and he says nope i'm like you're kidding me Yeah, this is shocking right and he said the the ceo said to him aren't we going to look at other vendors and my my client or my colleague said to him nope she's the one i want you know sales vendors do they have good curriculum and good programs sure they do you know will they deliver what we need sure they will are they nice people yes they are and he said the difference though is connie Partners with all her organizations. She wants from the lowest level employee all the way to the executive staff to exceed and to be spectacular. And she partners with you to make that happen. She's not just a vendor, she's a partner. Now, that was a tremendous compliment. You you don't realize what people think of you until. I asked the question, does your CEO wanna meet me? Which I'm happy to do. And he had already questioned, why her? Why aren't we looking at others? And and my colleague said, she's the one. So the CEO didn't even question it. He said, wow, okay, that's, that's like a, a tremendous endorsement of trust. So, but you see what I'm saying, Virginia, yeah. that goes to, yeah. you have to exceed clients' expectations because then when new opportunities present, you're the one they're going to call without even looking elsewhere or without looking, because he knew my pricing model and everything. He knows I'm fairly priced for what I give. It wasn't even a question to look at other vendors. And and he had the um, right words to say, or and maybe the passion to say, she's the one I want. Connie's team is the one I want to bring in to bring us to the next level in the industry and i think that's important
0: oh i think this. i think just you're sharing that story in and of itself is going to drive the point home because that was the the whole idea is you know exceed expectations what are the big dividends oh my gosh you have already established your reputation before this person has even met you because of what you've done in service to somebody else so that's right very very powerful and you know, that's how we build referral business, isn't it? I mean, referral business is because we are exceeding expectations and people are happy then to refer you to somebody else because they're, because if they're not sure, they're not going to want to refer you, right? Because that could reflect negatively on them if it doesn't work out. So, you know, a referral I think would be really important in one of the ways that you can exceed client expectations and get big benefits. So
1: yeah. And, and you know, in 20 years, I've personally been in business and in that 20 year timeframe, I have never made a cold call. I'm knocking on wood right now, Virginia. Um, I live off of referrals. All my clients come through, through whether whether it's through social media referrals, where someone I was referred to and they connected with me. Can you help me? And you know, then you start a dialogue, and I'm able to help them. But everything I do is referral based. I do not make cold calls. It does cold calls do not work. It's a waste of time.
0: Yeah, and yet you are you know one of your passions and one of the things you teach everyone about is sales, isn't it? So we're going to tie this all together because um, one of the things that you talk about is the mistakes that 90% of businesses make and what we can do to avoid those. So let's talk to them about that because that's another where they're leaving money on the table, isn't it?
1: You know, and Virginia, that makes me crazy. <laughs> <What> I meet <mean? laughs> business owners and I see what they're doing, right? And I think, well, did you do this? Did you? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't think of that. Oh, no, I didn't think, you know, my head wants to explode because I'm thinking, ah, like you're leaving so much money on the table. Let's stop doing that right now, right? We got to we gotta maximize our clients and service them to the best of our ability. But that means offering packages of stuff, whatever, whatever products or services that you're offering so that the customer walks away from you thinking, holy smokes, that was like the best meeting ever. I can do this and I could do this. And they've made my life easier with this and this. Most times what happens, and and this happened recently um, in one of the stores, it was before COVID actually, and we were shopping and the young lady at the register said, oh, would you like to donate a dollar for muscular dystrophy, whatever it was? So I'm like, oh, sure. So of course, you know, you do the dollar and we got in the car, I can never turn it off. I said to my husband, they did that wrong. And he (laughs) said, what did they (laughs) do wrong? And I said, they should have said, would you like to donate to what the cause is? You can donate as much as... $100, $10, $5, all the way down to a dollar if that works for you. If they had said that immediately I would have said oh yeah do 10 dollars right no no problem I'm happy to do that we go low instead of starting high and working our way down so that's one mistake that I find business owners do we're afraid to offer different packages you know like a jumbo kind of a you know medium size and then the extra small to get them started we're afraid to go with the jumbo but if if it's not right for the client they're going to tell you but now you have other options That you can back into to fit the client's budget. Does does that make sense? Oh,
0: yes. I coach on this as well all the time. And it's about mindset and personal worth and what you value yourself at, and not that that challenge of not feeling good enough, you know? And so when you get to the point you realize, oh yeah, this is. This is an amazing package. I always say to people, if you can put together your packages so that they become no-brainers for the client, right. now you've got something that you're going to feel proud to offer, and you're not going to hesitate when you put that bigger number out there. But as you say, if you start with the low, uh, th- they're not even going to think about the higher. Um, so if you start with the high and you you get them all the bells and the whistles with the higher one... And then you go to the low one, they're gonna say, but no, I want the higher one, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) And it's funny because oftentimes when they see the comparison, and usually there's not that big of a difference, you know, there is, but it's not a huge difference. Most time they'll be like, oh, it was a little more than I wanted to spend but wow, you're doing all of these extra things for that little amount of money? Yes, let's go with the super size. Or sometimes what my clients will say, can we start in the middle? And then can we always add on if the budget allows, et cetera? I'm like, sure, it could be modified anytime. But now you have them in with you knowing that there's a higher option for them if financially it works out for them. More money comes in with what they're creating if they generate more income. Sometimes they'll immediately turn around and say, yeah, we need to do more. Let's, let's do it faster. Right. So, but you, but if they don't even know the option exists, they're going to go with the low thinking that's all you have to offer. And that's dangerous because if you're in competition with another vendor and they come in with something that's more than what you're offering and slightly more in cost, you're going to lose the business. So be careful. Double-edged sword there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think these are really, hey, you guys, is this a gem? I want to see your pack your bag moments. Are you making a range of offers and you're always making sure the potential client sees the big offer, the right. the supersized <laughs> offer and right. the extra benefits of obtaining that. So yeah, it may or may not be a fit for the person at that time. But if you don't even have that offer formulated and you know what? I also think part of this, Connie, is are you as the person offering it excited about it? Because they will sense, they buy you, don't they, Connie? Isn't that part of it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have any other ideas for people? Because this is a very, very important one. Um, Mistakes that people are making that are leaving money on the table.
1: Yeah. The other big one I see, and this one um, I think is the most frustrating for me, because it takes little effort, it's follow-up. So it just, I wanna share some stats with you so people can wrap their head around the importance of follow-up. And in my seven step process, I call my follow-up consistent, persistent, respectful, follow-up so you don't ever overstep but the consistent persistent respectful it's cpr it's keeping your clients alive so, and that's done through. i know i love playing with words like that I, that's so, great so that's a follow-up so here's some stats for you um the average customer needs to hear your idea between five and 12 times so what happens most people will stop after the second or third attempt of follow-up and when you're only doing that first second or third attempt to follow-up only five percent of sales are made during that initial contact the to the 12th eighty percent of the sales are ma- being made in that follow-up that fifth to eighth contact with the client so if you're if you're not even getting past the number four, 80 percent of your business is being left on the table that makes me crazy because it, it's follow-up. Put it in your Outlook. Put it in your Google Calendar. Mark so that you have your, your client profile of what you talked about, what you're following up on to stay top of mind, what I call top of mind, so that if they have other vendors or other people that they're dealing with who aren't following up as digi- diligently as you, consistent, persistent, respectfully, then they're going to lose the business and you're going to get it because you're in the game. And I just want to share one quick story with that. So I have one client, I've been with them actually 15 years now. When I first started my business, I had been referred and they did not want to deal with me because at the time I was too small. So they kept bringing in these big, big organizations for sales. Unfortunately, they didn't have the technology. Their people weren't nearly trained to do things online. And this was was actually 20 years ago. I followed up with them, Virginia, five years until I finally, they realized, and I knew, I said, stay in touch with these people. They're picking the wrong vendor they just don't know it yet and that's okay i'm patient i followed up five years and now 15 years later i'm i'm still working with them and two years ago they were ranked the number one bank in new jersey oh yes isn't that awesome They're, they're phenomenal they're a phenomenal client five years but i had 15 years of very big contracts Was it worth the five years of follow-up? Of course it was. So timing is everything, but you have to be consistent, persistent. And see, that respectful is big for me. You cannot be pushy and in someone's face that's obnoxious and icky. And that's when people say, oh, I feel too pushy because you're not doing it right. But you have to be following up. You have to be following up.
0: So I've heard these kind of statistics before, but it's really Mm -hmm. important that we are reminded of this because I agree, we do not, uh, you know, it's not that we don't follow up. And and I say this in general, because I'm saying this to myself as well. It's not that we don't follow up, but it's that you don't want to be, as you say, um, annoying to anyone. So that respectful part is really important. You certainly wanna make sure that they remember who you are, what you do, the problems that you solve and do it in a way that is respectful. Do you have any kind of little tidbits around that respectful part? Because I think that's part of what keeps people from doing the follow-up that they would do otherwise.
1: Always keep the door open. So I say things like this to my clients, okay, great. Um, you, you, you know, you don't need me right now or, okay. Oh, you're doing that right now. Great. I'm glad you're doing something right. Confirm in a positive way, what your client's doing. And then say to them, Hey, listen, if I see any articles, I I find anything that I think will add value to what you're doing. Would it be okay if I send that? And they always say, sure, sure. The other thing I always say is use me as a resource. If I don't have an answer, I have such a huge network behind me. I could always find someone to help you with whatever endeavor you're trying. And sometimes we, we don't always know where to go. I certainly can help you find the right person. And then the third thing, this is all part of my follow-up. The third thing I say at the end is, hey, listen, and I say this verbatim, Virginia. I don't ever wanna make a pest of myself. I do, I am diligent with my follow-up, so I make sure I'm delivering what you need when you need it. Would it be okay if I follow up in, and usually I reach out with clients or potential clients quarterly, unless they say to me, Con, we're not doing anything with COVID. Um, it's going to be at least six months. I say, all good. I will put you in my Outlook calendar, my Google calendar. I will follow up with you. And, and I always ask, do you like email? Do you like cell phone? Are you a text person? You know, I always want to honor how you like to be reached out to. And people will tell you the, the another funny story. So I had one client and um, I had a follow up with him. We were trying to create curriculum and I was commuting. Uh, one of my clients was North, North Jersey, and it was about a two hour commute. So he had to talk to me on this one day because he was meeting with board of directors, stuff like that. So I said to him, if I don't make it back to my office in time, I'll call you from my cell phone between 5 and 5.15, but then you have to take notes and email me what we agreed to because I'm going to be on the New Jersey Turnpike and there's no place to turn off. Yeah. He says, okay, okay, right. So 5.15, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make it back. The traffic was horrific. So I called him from the cell phone and he almost said, hey, Con, you sitting in traffic? But he didn't, he, he didn't. He thought, what if it's my wife? Who is this Connie we speak of, right? So, <laughs> he, you know, he answered, Bill, Michael, and I said, hey, hey, Bill, it's, it's Connie. And he goes, I knew it was you. And I said, how did you know it was me? He didn't have caller ID. And he said, cause you're the only freak that when you say you're gonna follow up, you actually follow up almost to the minute. <laughs> It, it, but see, right. he expected me, he, yeah. we chuckled about it. He, it was endearing to him that he mattered to me that I, I over-deliver what I'm going to promise. So I am predictable. And I think when you can become predictable with your follow-up, clients never feel like you're overstepping. They're, they're really appreciative that you're going out of your way, that you're delivering what you promise, um, that you're not missing deadlines and that you're, you really have their back. I'm following up because I have your back. And and I just want to comment one other thing, Virginia, quickly for your listeners. During those follow-up periods, you know what's happening? You're creating a friendship. You find out the daughter got married. Yeah. You find out the husband broke his foot. Yeah. So now when you get on the phone, it's not like, so have you thought about my product? Are you ready to buy from me? It's like, oh, before we be how's your husband? The rehab work? Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. You're talking personal with them. So they're getting to know the essence of the care of you, the human, not just what you're selling. And you're becoming, you, you You create this kinship, this friendship, and it makes business personal. And that's when they want to buy from you because they truly know you, the person cares. And it's not about the money you're making. It's about you of service. And I think that's an important little bit of um, uh, criteria that we need to look at and understand.
0: Oh, I think that's very, very pertinent because what you're talking about as a result of follow up then is that you're building relationships. Totally. And you are also offering yourself and your expertise as a resource. So they may not be ready right now, but in, in essence, what you're saying is, you know, if there's anything I can do with where you're at right now, you know, send you an article if I see it or, you know, refer someone else in my, in, in my line of connections that I have to help support you in that, just let me know. So they're feeling like, oh yeah, this, as you said, this person has my back and, um, you cannot undervalue the importance of building rapport. It's just so vital to any business. And you're right. People want to do business with people they know.
1: And trust.
0: And trust, of course. That's (gasps) that's a a very key part of it. Um, And so you've really hit the nail. You guys, I want to hear from you. Let me know what you're thinking about with Connie's great suggestions because there's so many what I would call pack your bag moments. I hope you're going to go back and listen to this. And of course, all those of you in replay, if you find something that's valuable, please let your colleagues know about it because everybody's business will win as a result. And Like the one guy said to you, uh, I knew it was you because you're the only one that follows up and
1: does what you say you're going to do. For the minute, to the minute. minute. He's like, you're "You're a crazy person. But but he he loved me for it. And that's the other piece of it. My clients... I love them they love me and and it you know my new book that's coming out that I think it's the f- one of the first sentences in the book in the introduction if you're not selling from love and a place of service you're doing it wrong and it becomes icky if you're not doing it from a place of love the person you're dealing with is all that should matter and of course their organization and what their objectives are that person that you're connected with that you're going to help move whatever move the needle with whatever they're creating whatever project it is they they need you and you need them so you want to create that 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 it's, it's love to me it's just love it's selling through love
0: huh. well it doesn't get any better than that and we need a yeah. lot more of that by the way yes <laughs> we need we to do. help spread that uh and help uplift other people in the process because it just makes people feel better to come from that spirit so and that guidance connie thank you this has been just great information thank you now i'm going to share with everyone the link so that you can pick Mm -hmm. up Connie's gift and I've got that and just tell them a little bit about what they're going to receive here Connie so go ahead
1: so when you do the, uh, it's the free communication style assessment. So you go and you have, to, it's ranked. So be careful guys. It, it, you go into the pods of questions and you have to rank one through five. So You can't have one, one, two, two. It's one, two, three, four, five. So that keeps you from cheating and keeps you honest. So do that uh, first. And then you will get an email with a report and you'll get the a link to your highest score as well as your lowest score. So it kind of shines a light on what your superpowers are. That's the high, your highest score. You get a report on that, but I like to share the lowest one. So you start to understand and see what those blind spots are. So you could figure out who do you need to bring to your team or what do you need to raise your awareness to so you don't waste time and money. So you will get those two short reports.
0: Sounds great. So if you want to pick this up, all you need to do is go to hmtips.com forward slash Connie gift. Easy one to remember hmtips.com forward slash Connie gift and Connie with the few moments that we have left. Tell them a little bit about your book that's coming out
1: and where they might so be able my to pick book, that up. <laughs> yes, so we're, the launch is July 16th. It is going to be offered on Amazon for a dollar, um, which I love because, I again, I'm, I'm of service and I'm of love. So for a dollar, I feel like everybody has an opportunity to buy it for themselves and their sales teams if you're lucky enough to have a team. It's called ESP, Easy Sales Process, the subtitle is seven steps to sales success and Virginia, like the CPR, I picked the ESP specifically because we kind of have to have a little bit of ESP with our clients, right. To get that connection of the brain. Yeah. Um, so again, I did a little bit of a play on words. So ESP seven steps to sales success. And that'll be July 16th for a dollar.
0: Hey, That is phenomenal. I can't wait to get it. So it's going to be on yes. Amazon one buck, uh, July 16th, that's next Thursday.
1: Next Thursday.
0: Yeah, so great. Connie, thank you so, so much for being here and sharing, first of all, your energy, your enthusiasm Uh, uh, and your sincerity. I mean, you are teaching from the heart but you're also sharing from experience and there's nothing that works better in helping those of us who are out there growing our businesses and some days, feeling in a little bit of overwhelm. And now Connie has reminded you and go take the assessment that you need to leverage your brilliance and offload those things that take you too much time and energy and don't keep you focused on your brilliance. So super excited to have everyone take advantage of that. We want to hear from you. So again, let us know your response to all the good ideas that Connie has shared today. And if you found this valuable, please help spread the word, get it out to everyone else. We love that you are here today, whether live or via replay, we appreciate you. And I want to thank you so much all for being here. Connie, One last little tidbit you want to share, any last, take your, I say pack your bag moment a lot, but no, take this home with you. If you do nothing else,
1: do this. What would you like to share? Use follow-up. Get a CRM system, even if it's a spreadsheet, so you can really organize that follow-up don't leave money on the table. The follow-up is really critical. And then the other thing I would say is really share your heart with your clients. They will see it. They will feel it. You will matter to them and they will matter to you. And it just, it feels good to sell from love.
0: Yeah, it sure does. Thank you again. And everyone, thank you for taking the time to be here and we'll see you on the next inspirational businesswoman show. Bye-bye now. Thanks so much for watching today. Do you know someone who would be a great guest for our show? Or would you like to be a guest on the Inspirational Businesswoman show? Let's shine the spotlight on your expertise. We'll share your story while offering tips, strategies, and advice to our viewers. Expert interviews are a great way to build your reputation as the go-to expert. Go to shinetips.com forward slash IBWS to apply today. Women are waiting for your message and I can't wait to interview you.